In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I hope that um, some of you, if not most of you, are familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis. And if you are not, as I sometimes give you homework, read the Chronicles of Narnia. And if you can't read it, at least watch the movie. But if you have to choose which movie, watch the BBC version from 30 years ago because it follows the book much better. But I'm thinking of a particular scene in The Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe where Peter and Susan and Lucy and Edmund had just gotten into Narnia. They uh, had come upon these beavers, and the beavers had taken them into their, the beaver dam, I guess, and they were telling these, these children that they were going to meet Aslan. And of course, spoiler alert, Aslan is the Christ figure in this story. So they're going to meet Aslan, and they're hearing that he is a lion. He's the king of the wood, and that the white witch would run away from Aslan because he had all of this great power, and these four little children are going to go see him. And so Lucy, in her innocence, the youngest one, says to the beavers, Is he safe? And Mr. Beaver looked at at them and said, no one said anything about safe. He isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king. And Peter immediately says, I want to see him. And I think that story helps us, can help us to understand how we approach this great feast. This feast of the transfiguration of Christ. He's not safe. He's good. He's the king. And we should desire to see him. Because on this great feast, just like Peter and Susan and Lucy and Edmund uh, learned about who Aslan was, in this great feast we learn about who Christ is. He is the king. He is the divine Son of God, and in fact, a voice comes from heaven and says exactly that. Just like at the baptism, it says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. But it adds a little thing at the end, Hear Him. Listen to Him, because He is the King. He is the divine Son of God. And we see that with His raiments, His vestments becoming white as as light. And it says that he shines as bright as the sun. Or if you were listening to the, to the hymns this morning, it actually says that he shone brighter than the sun. So he was shining brilliantly, and there was nothing... This wasn't something new. Christ didn't become the king. He wasn't somehow uh, blessed by the Holy Spirit just at that moment, at that time. But he was finally revealed to the disciples... For who he is, and I say is and not was because he doesn't cease to be those things. On this great feast of the transfiguration, we learn and see who Jesus Christ is. The fulfillment of the law and the prophets with Moses and Elijah standing up there with him, uh, beholding his glory. We see that he is the king. And it was Peter and James and John who were able to go up on Mount Tabor and to see him for who he is. Because like the other Peter in the story, they desired Christ. Desired to know who Jesus Christ is. And in fact, by the time of the transfiguration, they'd been following Jesus around for three years. 
They had heard what he had to say, and just one chapter before in the Gospel of Matthew is where Jesus looks at the disciples and says, who do you say that I am? And of course, Peter's the one who gets the right answer and says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Christ tells him that this is the foundation on this, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. They desired to see and know Christ. They'd heard him speak. They had seen the miracles, and they desired to know who this man is, forgive me, even more than they already did. And the same can be true of us. We hear the stories of Christ in the gospel. We hear the stories of the lives of the saints and their experiences of Christ. We hear about the church and all of the experiences that the church has of Christ throughout the centuries, and Lord willing, that pushes us to desire Christ above everything else. To desire him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. And to seek after him so that we can see him transfigured in glory before us. We know him to be the king. We know it in our heads. But once we put it in our hearts, when we really desire him, that's where we are able to really see it just as Peter, James, and John did. So we see him, we desire him, And now the hard part. He's not safe. (laughs) Of course, what does that word safe mean? What What am I saying he's not safe? If we mean by safe that he will never challenge us, he's not safe. If we mean by safe that he will never make us change what we're doing, he's not safe. If by safe... We mean that he will just pat us on the back and say, no matter what you're doing, I love you, God, uh, everything is going to be just fine, then he is not safe. Because the disciples knew this too. The first thing that they did when they see the transfiguration is that they fall down in fear and in awe. Because when we walk into the light of Christ, when we actually experience him, when we see him, We walk into the light and we see all of the stuff that is wrong with us. How many times have we walked up to a room, turned the light on, seen the mess, turned the light back off and walked away? We don't want to deal with it. The same can be true when we walk into the light of Christ. We walk into his light and we see all of the mess. We see all the stuff that needs to be fixed. And then we try to, we think in ourselves, do I really want to see Christ? Do I really want to be in the light or only into the light enough that it just doesn't hurt me too much? We've got to really desire Christ because he might not be safe, but remember, he is good. He turns to the disciples, he taps them on the shoulder, and he says, rise and have no fear. It is a fearful thing to be in the presence of God because we see our sickness, we see our darkness, we see our brokenness. And yet, if we are willing to face the discomfort, if we are willing to be a little bit vulnerable, if we are willing to be a little bit out of our comfort zone, then we can be healed. And we can step into that transfigured light see Christ for who he is, and then ultimately 
see us for who we are, created in the image and likeness of God, and able ourselves to be transfigured in the light of Christ. That's what that feast is encouraging us towards, to desire Christ, to see him as the king, and to be okay that it's not safe, because that's where we are pushed, that's where we are challenged, and that's where we grow. So on this feast, brothers and sisters, let us with all of our hearts, more than all of those things that that we fear, desire Christ. He desires us. Let us desire him right back. Recognize that he is the king, that he is the creator of the world and seeking out our salvation. Recognize that he might not be safe, because he's going to push us, he's going to challenge us, he is going to encourage us to change, to be like him, but to always remember that he is good. May we be transfigured in his transfigured light. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.